buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. My name is Colin Mitchell and welcome to Sales Transformation, a daily podcast with the best moments from the most respected people in the sales world. The goal of this show is to give you a daily dose, weekends included, in 10 minutes or less to help transform the way you sell. I hope you enjoy today's episode and now to David to tell you what you can expect in today's episode. It's the second lap of the Jonathan Marathon, and in this episode, Jonathan talks about the Magnificent Seven, the seven stages of a sale that he applies in this writing process. Writing emails to sell or promote is still a selling process in written form, which is why Jonathan uses the same selling process in his writing process. Tune in today as Jonathan and Colin talk about these seven stages and how it applies to writing cold emails, follow-ups, and many more only here in sales transformation could you walk me through just like say a process like let's say you're writing an email sequence or maybe you're writing a sales page um if you start there with okay here's kind of the outline of what i'm trying to accomplish then what does the process look like from there yeah so i have a a a way that i approach sales i say that there's seven major stages of a sale so first is uh, address their pain or figure out what their problem is to uh, set a vision. So what would it look like if they didn't have that pain or they didn't have that problem? Well, this some people call this the benefit stack. Um, a third would be, what is the theoretical solution? Uh, so I, I try to get people to agree with the idea of the solution before I even talk about my product. So a simple way to think about this is, do you have this problem? Yes. Wouldn't it be amazing if you didn't have this problem? Yes. Well, you probably tried a bunch of stuff, right? Yes. So wouldn't it be great if there was a solution that did one, two, and three? Yes. Get them to agree with that before you ever start talking about your your product. Then you say, well, conveniently, my product happens to have one, two, and three, and you already agreed that it was the best case scenario, right? So theoretical solution, then your specific solution is number four. Uh, Number five is answering objections. Um, So answering, I think there's six objections. I've stolen three of them from... um, uh, from the Wolf of Wall Street, but the first one, you know, I believe is uh, uh, it's basically price. So, but price doesn't matter. It's price relative to perceived value, right? So, if I say, "Hey, I have this product. It's ten thousand dollars. Would you like it?" You don't really know because if it's a house in Beverly Hills, you want a million of them, and you'll flip them tomorrow. If it's a number two pencil, then it's obviously overpriced, right? So, price doesn't matter. It's price relative to perceived value. Two is the pain of getting started. A lot of people don't do things because they're just lazy. Alex Hormozzi talks about this a lot where uh, make it really easy for them to get a fast win, make it very easy for them to get started. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the objections are trust. So three, four, five, and six are, uh, you know, they don't trust themselves. They don't trust the company. They don't trust the 
product or service and they don't trust the salesperson and you have to have uh, trust on all of those. If they don't have trust on you know all of those, then they're not going to buy. So you answer those six objections generally over and over again. And then stage, uh, uh, stage six, reset the vision because by that time you're kind of talking in the negative. So you got to reestablish the point of this is the benefits. Um, and then uh, stage seven, ask for the close. So th- that's kind of the approach that I take. And I do that through, in a, you know, if people understand what a fractal is in mathematics. It's basically the simplest way to think about it is how a, an atom also looks like a universe. So an atom is very small, but a, you know, a, a galaxy is like, also looks kind of like an atom, right? And so something that's small, something that's micro also becomes macro. So I use this framework when I'm writing an email or if I'm writing an email sequence or if I'm writing the entire marketing system from top, middle, and bottom funnel of the ads to the landing page, to the backend email sequence, including, let's say, an upsell to like a calendar to a high ticket product. So no matter what, what the, uh, if I'm thinking about it in a macro or just this individual caption or this individual ad or this individual email, I generally go through all seven. And then I stack that with the six influencers plus cognitive biases. Um, and if you add all of that up, then it's very difficult to, to fail. Uh, that maybe is too macro. I'll give you an example of like an email sequence. Yeah. So let's say someone just purchased a, a, a low ticket product, but as a, as a sales manager or a company that wants to have a high ticket product that requires phone sales, or you're, maybe you are a salesperson and you're not getting enough leads, all of these would be helped by having a, a more uh, successful and uh, persuasive nurturing sequence. So generally speaking, whenever I build a, a, a funnel for a calendar or an appointment funnel for a sales team, I'll have an opt-in that you can nurture to the call if they don't schedule a call. Then once they schedule a call, you'll have a nurturing sequence to get them to show up to the call. And then you have a couple options. They either don't show up, which then you try to reschedule them, or you uh, they showed up and they weren't interested, then you put them back into your newsletter, or they showed up and they're qualified. And then I generally suggest switching to manual because now you have a hot lead and you need to close up. But let's use the opt-in but didn't schedule as an example. So if you have an opt-in but didn't schedule sequence on email or text, then really you should do both. You, I generally like to do one week. So I'll have a seven email sequence. And the way I'll organize it is that I'll, uh, the first day I'll do 80%, the welcome email, if you will. Um, I'll, I'll have it be more of a bonding sequence. So I'm giving them a lot of value and I'm not aggressively selling them. I'll be teaching them something like 80% of it will be teaching. And then 20% will be a call to action at the end. And then as you move later and later in the week, as you've earned their trust, you sort of invert that. And by the end, it's 20% teaching and 80% selling, right? So you, you, but that's just one layer to it. There's another layer to the matrix which is what are the objections that they're going to have? For example, we already know a lot of their objections, right? So yeah. you, if you have the, the lesson that you're going to teach in the 80% of content should be a lesson that pre answers their objection, right? So if they're yeah. going to be nervous because they've tried other things before and it hasn't worked, then you might want to tell a story about how you, this is very Russell Brunson style of, 
how I was just like them. And, you know, I had the same problems and that's why we built this product for you. And this is actually the exception that really does work. So you might want to teach them that, right? But simultaneously, you're also answering an objection. So I, that's, that's how I think about it in, in, in for example, in a, an opt-in but didn't schedule seat. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the show, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And we hope that you'll tune in again tomorrow as we are here for you every day, weekends included, to help you transform the way you sell.